0: I had missed the first test by one point. I was like, oh my God. And you leave there, you're like moping. You're like, oh my goodness, my life's over. What am I gonna do? And
1: like- Sign up for another one, that's what. Yeah. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Craig Mancusi. Craig is with Rogers Gray Insurance, and he's a senior advisor of personal insurance. He's an insurance professional. Hey, Craig. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I am glad to have you because I want to hear a little bit about insurance. What exactly is a senior advisor of personal insurance do?
0: I think the, the, it's kind of a broad stroke, I guess. The senior advisor is this cool title that you get with um, years of, of knowledge and insurance uh, history. So in personal insurance, I, I kind of work on things that are personal to you. So things that are about you: your home, your auto, your umbrella things that kind of like are in your personal life. So things that, uh, you know, you hold dear and near to you. So I stick to the personal lines. We do have some great business opportunities, but I stick to the personal stuff.
1: Got it. So somebody who comes to you is looking for home insurance, car insurance, boat insurance, umbrella insurance, something to help preserve their assets, right? It's hard enough to acquire assets, but you're helping them preserve those assets.
0: Yeah, my, my idea, you know, is that I'm really trying to make sure that you're in a place that if worst case scenario happens, you don't lose this asset. You are, you know, you're protected for worst case scenarios, you're protected for things that can happen to your home or your auto or your boats, things like that. Um, and I'm really trying to focus on a holistic approach to see your whole picture, you know what's going on in your life? What do you do for an occupation? Where are your hazards? Where are your you know, openings to issues?
1: Those kind of things. So That's interesting. That's really interesting. I like the holistic approach. How did you get into this business in the first place?
0: Yeah. So uh, for me, I think it's a pretty cool story. <laughs> to others, it may not be as cool, but I think it's kind of a pretty awesome story. Um, I was working for a family business. My family owns Mayve uh Mayflower Agency out of Hanover. That's my brother in law's family. Mayflower Company.
1: Mayflower is like the Movers. moving moving company. Got it. Yeah.
0: Got it. Yeah. So they had this really cool moving company and they hired me and you know, maybe just cause my sister was married to him and he was like, All right, I'll take this guy on, you know. Uh but so I was working with them, um, and I was doing coordinating. So I was always client facing and doing different things with clients. Um And then I got, uh, my wife at the time got pregnant with our first daughter, who is Madison. She's now eight. Uh, And I freaked. I panicked. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make enough money. I have a kid on the way. I don't know if my wife can work. What am I going to do? How does this work in life? And what do I do? So I had already been networking. So I went to another networking event at uh, a place in Plymouth. And I ran into two guys from Rogers Grey. And they were like, you should come do insurance. You'll you'll do great with us. Insurance is <laughs> awesome. And I was like, insurance. I don't know the first lick about insurance. And it's like, okay, sure. Let's go interview. Let's uh, do it. And yeah, and I took this great interview with the owner, who's now the owner, Mike, uh, and my old boss, John, who was incredible. Uh, and we just flowed. It was a great interview. We had this great you know connection. It was awesome. And then on my second interview, where. I joked that I think they had already known they were going to hire me. They had like eight people on the other side, just to mess with me. Like there was like eight guys in there and I'm on the one side and there's eight guys just throwing questions at me, just messing with me. So I get the job or he calls me up. He says, you know, we'd like to offer you the job. And I had this little chin strap lineup, like in my head, like, you know, ex Hyde Park kid, like a little chin strap on my neck. And he's like, Key thing is you need to shave the chin strap and you need to go get your insurance license. I was like, awesome. How do I do that? And so I sit through all these classes and I'm like, you know, this is awesome. I'm not my, you know, I can't start till I get this license and I don't, I did not pass the first time. Very difficult test. And so now I'm panicking. I'm not going to get this job. Everybody, you know, I'm going to look like a knucklehead. I get offered the job and I can't pass the test. So we're in this quiet room. I don't know if anybody's ever done a test at Prometrics, but it's silent in there. They frisk you. They check your hands. They go inside your sleeves. They're in their collar. It's gangster in there, to say the least. And uh, I passed the test, and I'm like, wow, like, yell. Like, I mean, I yelled it. Like Because they, the they let
1: you know right then and there if you passed, right? Instant. Instant. So yeah, I missed cool.
0: I had missed the first test by one point. Oh, I was no. like, oh my God. And you leave there, you're like moping. You're like, yeah, oh yeah. my goodness, my life's over. What am yep. I going to do? And like,
1: sign up for another so, one. That's what.
0: Yeah. So I signed up for like two days later and they were like, oh, you passed. And I was like, wow, like yelling in this pro I love it. And so I, you know, I walk out, I'm on, dream, you know, I'm Dream Street. I start the job and it's been, I've loved it. I mean, honestly, I've loved it. It's given me the freedom to, network and do the things I love to do I've been able to make a good enough career here where I can take care of my family and progress in life and they're the coolest thing here is that they're progressing you to be bigger right so they don't want you held back they want you to expand they want you to do cooler things they want you out there showing the world you know how, how good you are at this and it's really cool they give you a big a lot of leeway to develop into your own person
1: which is cool i love it you know what i love so far what you've said and i've never heard it i i was on dream street i love that i'm definitely (laughs) i'm definitely going to use that and i will give you credit where credit is due i was on dream street so help me understand is you're on dream street you roll into the office day one what what's that look like what are they here here's a here's a phone book start calling
0: so I walk in all like a uh, big guy on the street. Bless you. Uh, I, turned I, off the, off- I
1: turned on the mute purposely so you wouldn't hear listen, me Listen, if you
0: saw your face, that needed a bless you, okay? <laughs> that looked like it took down a wall.
1: Thank but, you. Uh, so
0: I, I walk in uh, and I'm like, you know, walking in like, yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm going to crush everything. Uh, that's Chin strap? Yeah. Yeah, no chin strap shaved, gone. Got it. Right. And now for uh,
1: for, for our listener, the chin strap, let, let's be more specific. That's one of those thin, thin beards that simply goes It's so bad. From your it's ear so bad. down your chin and up to your other ear. Is that like Abraham Lincoln-ish? Like what are we yeah, talking it's, about?
0: It's it's like the lazy man's beard. It's like this tiny little pencil line that goes like down your chin, around underneath your chin. It's for people that like like me who couldn't grow a real beard until like two years ago.
1: I so love you that look they told like you. you, have you gotta, a beard. I love that they told you you got to shave that thing, like your kid. Hey, kid, that doesn't work here.
0: Well, it turns out that they went to one of the other guys who got me hired, who was who actually told me to come there. And he's like, "Hey, do you think he's going to mind me asking him to shave this beard off because it looks terrible? He's got to get rid of it." And I was like, "No, I don't care." Oh, but yeah. uh, I love it. So I I say. I think the joke for me is that I got the best training possible because I worked with some of the guys that were veterans here and they all took me under their wing, but they, they beat me the whole way through. So it was like, all right, fine. You're going to quote something, send it over to me. I have to check it. And then they'd send it back. Something's wrong with this. Tell me what's wrong. And it wasn't like, Hey, this is wrong. You have to look this over and tell me what's wrong with it. And then you can send this to the client. I love that yeah and it it was probably the best training that I could have gotten and that's what I do now with some of the newer people is yeah this looks good but there's something missing or there's something off here or you you didn't catch something here because when they train me like that it made me learn my industry better and maybe understand my clients better maybe understand what I was looking at for business and things like that so i think it was the best training i could get uh and we try to do that approach for everybody now but It's just, it's just cool. I think there was only four or five salespeople at that point. I think there's four and now there's like 30. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We gray is growing. Yeah. We've grown pretty big. So we're actually uh, partnered with a company out of Florida that's larger. So we're nationwide. We can kind of hit all 48 continental States and I can still do stuff on the islands and Hawaii. So
1: it's pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. So I love that they said, hey, take this back and tell us what's wrong because, you know, there's a concept, um, learned helplessness, right? If you heard that term, learned helplessness, where it's like they simply continue to enable you and, and you never really learn how to do anything but ask for help. And this way, they really get you to be a critical thinker. And frankly, if it's not going to work, then we're probably not a good fit, right? Uh, Ultimately, they would have said, hey, Craig, you're not cut out for this, pal, you know?
0: Well, and I think the idea, absolutely. And I think the idea with that is what happens if that person that's been helping you isn't there? Like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Well, that person's not going to be holding your hand for the entire career. Or what happens if this is a risk that they've never seen? what do you do then? So you have to, the coolest part about, I think about my job is that it's always changing in the sense that things have always, are always different. So one carrier takes this, their appetites always change. So if you're not up with what's going on and not paying attention to new things and you're not updated to what guidelines are and underwriting risks are with the client, the the, the carriers, you're missing out and you're missing the boat. And then, so you call, john smith and say hey i did this quote can you check it for me well sure but i don't know the the answer either so that was a great part they made me search for answers and now i know how to find the answers if i ever have an issue you know and that so that's not, what helped me the
1: most so it's not one size fits all with all insurance uh carriers and and uh insurance <laughs> no
0: i mean they're all it's like socks you know it's like that mismatched sock that you find in the uh in the dryer that you're like oh man there's that one you know i mean i think yeah it's always different this is the coolest part to me it's always different i think that's probably like the most if you talk to one person and it's even neighbors like a neighbor on one street can have totally different risk assessments than a person who lives in the exact same house the exact same size and just a different color and they can have a totally different risk partner
1: Listeners, nope. I, I I know that you're only hearing this, but you really should have seen his face when I said one size fits all. So you know there is no question that his space is not a one size fits all. What's the phrase I heard? Uh one size fits one, right? One yeah. size fits yeah. one.
0: I can honestly say I get a phone call once a week. Oh, my neighbor said that he's got this policy and he could go with this. Well, yeah, your neighbor might, but you have a Rottweiler farm and he doesn't or, you know, you have something going on in your life that's a little different that they don't that that fits a little bit different of a different characteristic. So, yeah, your houses might look the same because they they built them similarly or, you know, but your risk profile is different. And I think that when you assess risk correctly, that's where you get the correct insurance coverages.
1: So I was joking a little bit, you know. Day one, did they give you the yellow, the the phone book to go ahead and start calling <laughs> people? But but now that you're into this and you're a senior advisor, I mean, how do you get business? Like, how do you connect with people to have them uh, put their trust in you to 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 measure risk for them? You know,
0: I, I, that's a great question. I I think for me, one of my favorite things I do is networking, um, but. I try to network a little bit differently. So I have goals during networking, for instance, like I go to events, um, depending on the size of the event, I bring a certain amount of my business cards. Right. And then I have to replace those with other people's business cards, but not only replace them, learn something about that person and their business. So I'm just going around willy nilly. Oh, Hey Mark. Ah, great to meet you. Thanks for your card. I want to hear what your business is so that way I can think in my head, okay, next time I talk to Mark, I'll have a person I can introduce him to, right? So I may not be able to give you a referral, but I wanna be able to know enough about your business, be able to do your 60 second commercial well enough so that I can hand your information off to the next person that could use, right? So that's the part of networking i love i love the connection part so i do you know i have a networking group i'm part of uh that we meet wednesday every other wednesday which is like a zoom meeting uh i'm part of ssyp CCYP chambers we're on just different events and then we have these cool social hours that we do um that we love
1: tell me my ideas
0: so the Um, social hours is is a cool uh Kind of like that, that connection thing we do. So my idea is to take people that I do business with, like mortgage people or people like Umar, to meet with other people that do business in your sphere. That way, it's it's a after-hours thing where we invite people in and we say, thank you for doing business with us, but we also want to introduce you to some other people that do could do business with you. You know, and we try to make sure that we're doing a whole approach to it. So... You come in, you have a couple of appetizers, you have a couple of drinks, you meet some people, we say thanks for coming, and then we introduce you to some people that will do good business with you. Um, I think that's the best type of referral. A warm referral or a um, you know, a warm email are always the best referrals.
1: Connections. You're a connector, putting people together. That's my goal.
0: Yeah, Well, trying it's a, it's... to keep that
1: it's a great goal. Cause if you think about it, like, how did I meet so-and-so? Oh, Craig introduced me. Oh, how did I have that? Oh, Craig. So they're, they're, they're top of mind with you. And you're not, like you said, like, I may not have a referral for you, but I certainly can generate indirect referrals if you stick with me because I'm a connector. I'm the glue. I'm the straw that stirs the drink.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think everybody focuses on how many referrals have you given me, right? right. So I think this is always a, a, a gauge of, of how good of a source that person is, right? So, all right, Craig, yeah, he's great, but he doesn't give me a lot of referrals or or you, you judge it by the number of people he's, he's, he's given you as a referral for business, right? Nobody looks at it and goes, okay, well, how many people is he connected? with, Or mm-hmm. that's the way I want to try to do things and say, okay, well, here's my closing or here's my mortgage for myself, but also... I'm gonna do a warm undo uh, a warm email intro and say, John, meet Matt. Matt does this. He is a you know study of his business. He's an engineer. Matt, meet John. John is a commercial uh, builder. He does great work in these spectrums. You guys should have coffee, right? And I put a plant, I uh, put a call to action, right? So you guys should have coffee. and I say, if there's any way i can help please let me know best craig and that that way they both go to it goes to the two of them they say oh crap craig sent me a referral to this person and there's a call of action and we're all on the same email i gotta jump on this you know and it and it puts some not pressure but it
1: i think it keeps people in the loop you know i love it i love it it keeps them accountable right you're connecting right? you're doing your job which nobody has really asked you to do necessarily right but you're doing it. The least I could do is say, you know what? He's on to something here. Let me uh, let me respond. That's interesting. So, so being a connector, really altruistic at you know at its most. I mean, I love the connectors. I I meet connectors and I immediately connect with the connector, right? Because it's uh, it's it's really it's abundant, right? But what about when somebody introduces you to a client? How's that process go? And and who's typically referring you?
0: yeah I, so for me it's it's a timing thing too so if i'm getting a referral into a client i am on it right away so my first my first goal is to make sure that i get to that client or that referral within this within half an hour right so whether it's just an email hey i've got a few meetings can i give you a call around this time or this time or hi what's a good time that works for you right so It starts off with a, say it's an email, right? Hi, Craig, this is James. I got your information from so-and-so mortgage company. They asked me to reach out to you to get some insurance quotes. My response is always, hi, James, nice to meet you. I do work with with so-and-so. They're great. I'd love to go over your insurance needs with you. What is a good time to chat? Um, And pretty much, you know, uh, I'm putting it on them to get back to me to give me a time to go over what they need to talk about. But I'll also add in times that are available. So I have, you know, 11 o'clock tomorrow, 12 o'clock tomorrow, and it puts them on the kind of the the clock to say, okay, I should probably try to make an appointment. You know what I mean? But then I'll add, is it if, if you're busy, and it's easier to talk to via email, we can chat that way also. You know, I don't want to be pushy. So at the same time I want them to have a call to action, I also want to give them a way to talk a different way if that's if that's best for them.
1: I love it. So so then how's that conversation typically go?
0: Yeah, so we we have an internal questionnaire that kind of goes through the whole you know, I don't do it the drone way where you're just listing questions, hi, what's your name, what's your date of birth. You know, I try to have a real conversation with them and kind of dig into them a little bit, you know, what's your name, full date of birth, you know, what's your email address, that stuff, of course. But then it's like, what's your occupation? Oh, cool, you do this. What's that like to kind of pander off it a little bit. And then we we go through that process, right? So we've done the questionnaire. I then say, okay, here's how the next steps are gonna go. I'm gonna look at some carriers. I'm gonna see what the best options for you are for not only coverage, but price. And we're gonna go over it by this date, okay? Okay, great. I then send it off to underwriting. They look through everything and then I have a presentation with the client. So yeah.
1: there's
0: a there's a pretty cool step process to it, you know.
1: Processes um, everything, right?
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's amazing. Like when you're when you're kind of a gunslinger about this stuff, like uh we we used to just do our own quoting and being able to release that to somebody else where I'm doing the underwriting and they're doing the quoting is is sometimes tough, right? So it took a while to get used to doing that. But what I'm doing is I'm like the internal underwriter. I go, and then when I get them back from the companies that I'm quoting with, I'm looking through them completely to make sure they're perfect. There's no nothing missing. And then I'm sending them to the client with times to chat about them, right? So here are your quotes. This is the company it's with. Here's a little bit about the company. Here's a little bit about your coverages. Um, let me go a good time to go over these with you. And then we take about half an hour to go over them, generally, depending on how big they are or how many policies there are.
1: So you're in the business of helping people sleep at night, right? Giving them giving them peace of mind that that their prized assets are insured. So if there's any catastrophe, there's coverage, and they can go on with their life without losing everything that they've built up. What keeps you up at night?
0: Oh, weather. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I think, I think for me, um, I want to do as good of a job for a client as I can in the sense of, if I feel like I had a good conversation, I went through the entire process. I got a good look at, you know, the client's risk profile, understood what their characteristics are, understood their risks, put them with the correct company underwrote it correctly with the correct company i can sleep at night right because if i do my job correctly and you know a storm hits up here and knocks a tree in the house i don't have to worry about it right because i set everything up correctly the people that the ones that keep me up at night and i'm like this is crazy but are the ones where i try to talk them into what they should have and they go with what they should have but not like for instance You know, I'll present two different autos. Here's the highest coverage for Massachusetts. You know, here's an umbrella policy. Okay, I'll take the auto. I'm not really interested in umbrella. Well, umbrella really covers who for above and beyond. If somebody gets really hurt, it's worldwide coverage. Bop, bop, bop. I go through the benefits of it. And then I go through how it can affect their life. Eh, I'm not really into it. I'm okay. I don't want it. You know? And then they get in the car accident. They're calling me. And that's where I'm like, oh you know, I hope, you know, they, you know, or something happens and they're calling me saying, yeah, this happened." Then I'm kind of like, you know, it's like, I, you know, should've I wish you just the listened. umbrella. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, again, a for, got, for, hey,
1: hey, for listeners me. get the umbrella policy, listen to your professional, get the umbrella yeah. policy. It's short money. It's probably the best value prop on the planet in my mind.
0: I mean, if somebody said to you, here I'm gonna give you two hundred dollars, you're gonna give me back two million. Right. Or I'm you give me two hundred dollars, I'm gonna hand you back two million. It might not be that low, but I mean two to four hundred dollars, I'm gonna give you a million to two million dollars back. It's a no brainer. And again, if you the goal is to never have to use it, right? But this is the the way to think about insurance is we are there for your worst case scenarios, right? So Yeah, I mean, they have all these different cool coverages now, like equipment breakdown, where it covers the home systems in your house, like heating, plumbing, I mean, heating, like air conditioner units, you know, things like that, like if they die or break or things like that. But if a tree falls on your house and causes severe damage and you don't have the right coverage, what are you doing, right? If somebody gets hurt because of a multi-car accident and you only have 40,000 in coverage, you're, t- you're going to be paying somebody, you know, you could be paying on somebody's wages. So my job is to get you through that worst case scenario, you know? And, and I think the hardest part is explaining to somebody how that $200 or that $400 is beneficial for that worst case scenario. Because everybody money's tight for, you know, money's tight right now. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, I've never, I don't know if I'll ever have to use an umbrella. Okay. Well, if it comes up, it comes up, you
1: know, so right. but you may That's never have to part. use you may never have to use your homeowner's insurance either, but your lenders <clears throat> making you get it. But let's talk about being you know, preserving well, you know, i I could get up on a on a soapbox on umbrella insurance for the whole show, and I don't want to do that. but wow, um I, I I don't understand how people would not see the value in that. I still think it's
0: impressive how much insurance you need to close on a home. <laughs> you have mortgage insurance, you have homeowners insurance, you have title insurance. It's like, by the end of it, you're like, Oh my God, I can't hear insurance anymore. Like, my goodness. Like,
1: and that's the thing. You know, and so. it's, and I get it. I get that conversation having the people who are you know cutting checks left and right is like, do I really need this? Well, I hope not, but that's true with your health insurance too. Right. I mean, hopefully you're not going to need any of this. And that's, that is what I would imagine would make your job so difficult is, is to, you know, cause you're kind of the grim reaper, you know, you're the yeah. person who says this could happen, be ready and be proactive. Uh-huh. And the only way to be proactive is to spend a little bit of money, invest a little bit of money up front to make sure that if it does happen, you're well protected.
0: And how many people go to the dentist and they cover half of it or a third of it? Well, at least they covered half, you know, yeah. somehow with dental and other, those other insurance is like, well, they covered a part of it. No, <laughs> your umbrellas, there. you know, these, these coverages are there to cover you for things that really need to happen. I mean, and, it just, life happens, unfortunately. And, and for the
1: listener you know, we've been talking about umbrella, but for the listener that does is, is not familiar with what an umbrella actually does. Can you explain that?
0: So the umbrella coverage is liability coverage that's generally worldwide that goes above and beyond your traditional liability. So your car, your car coverage of two fifty five hundred. So two hundred fifty thousand for the first injured, five hundred thousand for the entire accident. Right. If you have an accident that causes more damage to somebody, this will pick up after that. You have homeowners coverage that it generally has five hundred thousand to a million on it for liability. If something happened somebody got seriously injured and they sued you at fault for um above and beyond that five hundred thousand. the lumb- the umbrella will kick in and the one thing about umbrella that i will tell you too is that there is a little difference between what's called a follow form umbrella and a true umbrella and the only place that comes big into an issue is host liquor liability so you're having friends over drinking and you supplied the alcohol, and somebody leaves and gets in a car accident. Will that person who got in the car accident come back after your insurance? So your umbrella, if it's written correctly, can pick that loss up too, like the litigation for in this lawsuit from it. So depending on what umbrella
1: carrier you're with, that's interesting, and that's where you have that conversation with your client and take it a little bit deeper than maybe going <laughs> yeah. on, maybe going online and saying, "Give me the lowest rate." yeah
0: Click that's said. always a funny conversation yeah that's always how much drinking do you do do you have a lot of <laughs> parties <laughs> you know like but i mean it it's not that in-depth but at the same time you just have a conversation like, "Hey, if you have people over if you're having super bowl parties or things like that just something to think about you know and the 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 always joke and i'll throw you know because <laughs> i like them a lot uh know eric warner was on a little while ago and i listened to his podcast but the big thing that always sticks in my head from eric and we always joke around about like when you listen to gentlemen like eric who do are very good at what they do you find a nugget that will always stay true to you that always kicks back in your head and one nugget from him is always pain you know uh where's the pain so what caused you to call what's the pain that you're having and You know sometimes when it comes to umbrella or coverages you've got to figure out where their pain line is so what do you what was your reasoning for calling you know um, okay great how long have you had that problem or you know what what is it that worries you most about these things like and if you find that i think then you can have a real good conversation with the person about how to fix that problem so that's just, you know, I just, that's something that always sticks in my head is that pain thing.
1: Heal the pain. So that's Eric Warner of uh, Sandler training. They, yeah. they, I actually spoke with him recently. They're, they're moving away from that word. They're, they're re uh,
0: I know re-training. I heard hmm. I'm almost bummed. I liked, I, cause that's <laughs> the one that just jams into my skull. It's, and it's such a good line. I mean. I get why they're moving away from it for the, like the, I'm guessing like the negative connotation to it. Right. So there's a little bit of negativity and you're supposed to be positive when you're talking, but I mean, there's some reason that these things happen in your life and there's some reason that somebody reached out to you, whether it be they were complaining to a friend about price or whether they were nervous about a coverage or yeah, I'm not really sure where to get insurance and Mark, what's a great place to call for insurance those are all the same definition. It's just pain, I guess, as a connotation. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Well, you can still
1: use it. I'm sure Eric won't be upset that you still use it. I'm sure he's going to love the fact that you just endorsed his podcast, which, Hey Craig. So for a second, let's go to a client. Let's envision a client who has gone through your process. Homeowners, for example, uh, was introduced to you by a mortgage professional went through your your intake, onboard, underwriting, uh, and then they close and they want to say, you know what, I want to get on the Google machine or Facebook reviews and I want to say something nice about Craig. What are they saying?
0: Well, the hope is that he, you know, obviously that these, you know, you're professional, you're kind, you're knowledgeable. Um, I think the last reviews I had were, you know, knowledgeable, understood, walked me through the process. Uh, helped me figure out you know the best road for me um but I, I think for me the the best review is literally somebody who's just you know happy with what the progress the the presentation and that it helped them you know what I mean I think I think that's my hope from a review uh that you know because because you know how it is Craig was great and he, he did this he did this but I always want to see helpful I guess is my you know, favorite ones. Uh, Craig was very helpful in the process. He explained the coverages really well. He helped us get to this level. He helped us get, you know, a better picture of um, where we should be with our insurances. That's always my line. I like the word helpful. You know, and maybe that's my own brain, but it's just it because you know everybody can say he was great or he was you know, and those are really cool and they're really flash. But when you when somebody says helpful, they really thought about how my process worked with them. And they really kind of, I think, took time to do the whole approach with me and, you know, get this done the right way.
1: That's interesting that you make that distinction, right? Great is great, but great is so overused that it's almost only good now, but helpful is visual. You know, you can Mm -hmm. almost see, you can almost see Craig helping this person get through that moment that they need, need help. I love it.
0: And it, And I think it changed the review. I think real quick, I think it just says like, somebody says, Oh, he was great. Oh yeah. He's great. But when somebody reads that review and they see helpful, okay. How's he helpful? What did he do differently? You know, and that's my, that's my idea those trigger words that kind of, you know, bring it home for me. That's what I like.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I think it's awesome that you came on the podcast. I think, um, you know, it takes a lot of courage to expand that comfort zone. And you know what's coming. Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows what's coming. So what we love about the comfort zone and the pushing of it and expanding, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. That's another phrase I hear a lot. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Karaoke, man. Karaoke. We're sitting around. We're doing it. Craig, you're next on stage. What are you singing?
0: I think there's one of two. If it's me and my friends, it would be Blackwater uh and uh if it were just me it would be
1: say it ain't so by Weezer. say it ain't so because it would be by yourself when we're doing this karaoke challenge that will happen someday down the road you will be okay by i was yourself. gonna say if we're doing this now this is gonna get bad but no, no. yes
0: if we're doing if we're doing it down the road at like you know a really cool place yeah it'd be say it ain't so hold
1: up let me let me let me get on youtube and key it up right now we're doing it right now <laughs> No, only only uh, two or three folks have uh, leaned back and 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 uh, acapella the uh, the karaoke. Yeah. Say It'll it. will end, end your podcast.
0: Sound. I'm trying to keep your podcast going. Not end you want to you, you know? want people to continue
1: yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. So I saw Weezer. Say so. I saw Weezer at uh, what we used to call Great Woods, uh, like not long ago. Uh, I went to see the Pixies. Mm-hmm. Pixies are one of my oh, wow bands. and they yeah. were opening for Weezer. So uh, myself and my buddy were like, well, we might as well stay and watch Weezer. They were unbelievable, by the way. They were amazing. Well, it's,
0: it's funny because so when I was looking for your podcast on Spotify, I got to find your pan mass playlist. So really, the, the funny thing about about Spotify is if you make a playlist, it's public. Yeah. So if you make your own playlist, it's public. So I was jamming out to, and I'm not even joking. We have very similar tastes in music. Cool. There were a couple I could tell that those were for uphills. Like you could tell, like this is like, all right, you need to drive. Let's go. Well, it's also
1: it's also for the community, right? Because I play that. I clip a speaker to the back of the bike, and I play it for everybody who's around. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: So we get my buddy
0: just. my buddy just returned back to me my specialized S works that my cousin built for me. I was like, man, I got to get back on the bike Cause Let's I, go. you know, I, I enjoy it, but you guys are, you guys are hardcore. You're way.
1: <laughs> I'll be the go. guy in
0: the back jumping in the car saying I did the whole thing. So,
1: so what were you jamming? Um, uh, pixies you were listening. Yeah. The,
0: you had the pixies. There was, um, Oh my God, what was the other one? There was a lot of, um, uh, uh, like the um, I see, I like uh Pepper and those bands,
1: so there was a lot of those types of bands. So yeah. I was jamming out, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's so. a good mix, it's it's out there, it's public. I also have one for flag football now, you can search that one. I'm DJing flag football in our town, and I uh, I play play a set list that uh, it's public. I i didn't know they were that searchable, easily searchable. I, if you put your
0: name in, whatever
1: pod, whatever uh, ones you make are there, it's pretty I cool, it. and
0: I didn't realize how big flag football is like i went and watched a buddy of mine because he's like well come watch a game before you come play he's like you need to wear cleats you gotta these guys were like if this was flag and touch this was very serious yeah (laughs) like one guy got speared i'm like is that how you get the flag off, I guess, the flag Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm
1: talking about the kid, the youth um you know, so it, it's kindergarten yeah. and through 8th grade. So I go I sit up there and I promote the sponsors and play play music for the whole Saturday afternoon. It's awesome. It's so one cool. One of my, one so of my cool. favorite things to do because my kids are getting a little older and I'm not coaching anymore, right? So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is this is this is fun for me. What are you doing for fun these days?
0: You know, I'll tell you, I
1: you know, the coaching the
0: kids is pretty cool. So my daughter my eight year old loves everything that I'm doing. So if I have a client thing and I've gone golfing, if I come home in a polo and I didn't take her, I'm like in trouble. I love like, it. you went golfing again today? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> but then i I coach her soccer team, which is hilarious, you know, because my daughter is very short. She's this little you know italian uh, Italian Irish Portuguese kid, and she's t- she's short. Like, as I start off very short, my wife is like 4'11". She says five feet, but I'm telling you it's 4'11". <laughs> but, uh, so she runs around with a little, it's just hilarious to watch an eight-year-old with little stick legs just running around playing soccer. and It's just so, it's a lot of fun. There are some people who take it way too seriously, oh, however, yeah. uh, for eight-year-old soccer. But she's she enjoys, we had, uh, the place I'm renting is, is pretty cool from a friend of mine, because uh, we're trying to find a house, but. Um, there's a golf simulator in the garage. So she's always out there with me when I'm playing around. So she loves it. So that, yeah, yeah, you know, everybody says spending time with their kids, but you know, I like, I like to be out there, you know, with clients golfing and doing stuff like that, but also you know, it's fun doing stuff with them. They're at the age now. Like when they're, you are you know, they're babies. You're kind of like, oh, this is so cool. But now that they can cool, have fun with you, it's, it's totally different. So.
1: The best of times. The best of yeah. times. Enjoy every minute. Craig, it was awesome chatting with you. You know, I hope that your entire database, your spheres of influence and anybody else out there hears this and, and gets to know you a little bit better. But how would they get in touch with you if they really want to get to know you or do business with you? Yeah, so I I
0: think usually, you know, everybody jokes, my cell phone's always best, you know. Um, So there's two, the two best ways are my email. So Craig, my first name, Craig, my uh, dot, then my last name, QC, and then it's just at rogersgray.com. But my cell is the best. I mean, uh, it's 617-594-9041. That's the best way to get me. It's to the chagrin of my wife. It is always on. I mean, it never. I mean, it's it's always on. So, vacation away.
1: We are cyborgs. One, one in the same with our 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 technology. But, would say that number one more time for the folks that are grabbing a pen and paper.
0: Sure, it's six one seven five nine four nine zero four one.
1: And folks, fear not. uh, Thomas will have that in the show notes. So, if you are somewhere else, you can open up the show notes, probably click right through and then call Craig right through the show notes and, and, uh, and be connected to where you want to be connected to or be protected in any way you want to be protected.
0: And even if you have questions, I mean, I'm i more even if you're not looking for a quote, you just have a question. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy to answer any questions people have too. And And I think that's a lot of it. You know, I think that a lot of people end up having questions about random things, and they're not sure what to do. So
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm happy to answer them. Well, thank you for sharing with us today. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at your next uh, quarterly social event.
0: Yeah, I have to get you in there. It's they're a blast. Um, and I really appreciate you having me on. This is great. I enjoy these a lot, so I appreciate you having me. But I'll get you the next invite list. I'll get you right Sounds on there. You'll good. be top. You'll be number one. I don't need
1: to be on the top. I just need to be on nah. the list. That's it.
0: Well, we'll get you top five. We'll probably that. <laughs> I'll take it.
1: I'll take it. All right, folks, thank you, and we'll talk with you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Secure Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers and sellers with all of their title, settlement and escrow needs. Secure Title, dot com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.